up on our Halloween special spooktacular episode. We talk Halloween favorites, costumes, and candy. Blah. Or blech. You decide on episode 36 of Krypton to Alderaan. Podcast that's just a bunch of hocus pocus. He said the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Joey, your Star Wars lover. In this case, your jack o' lantern lover. Your jack o' lover. And with me is Royce, hair full of spiders. Hello, podcast. Robin Spooktacular. Hello. And Dr. Lorelei. I can't come up with three things. It's already a spooky name. Hi. (laughs) And we're the podcast that talks all about nerdy pop culture stuff, but it's mostly Star Wars. If you'd like to get in touch with us, reach out with your feelings. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Krypton to Alderaan. Find us anywhere. We're on YouTube. Smash that like button. Leave us comments. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. We really appreciate it. And it helps people find the show. You know what? YouTube comments also do that. So do that too. And or... Pew pew us an email at kryptondalderon at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And that's all the things. What's going on, everybody? I have had a time and a half trying to get this podcast set up. What's going on with the rest of you? I had an extra 20 minutes waiting for this podcast to watch the Antilles Extraction episode of Rebels. (laughs) Nice. Much to Joey's delight, I assume. Yes. Especially since our last recording when you said you have stooped to watching the animated shows or however you put it. It's funny, my trajectory with Rebels is like, I really find myself drawn into it more and more. It's a dangerous, slippery slope once you get in. I think it's a beautiful slope. (laughs) It's the most beautiful slope I've ever seen. Well, it's like any show. You, You start to learn the characters and the relationships. And now that I'm in season three, it's like, Things are getting kind of serious, you know? (laughs) It's getting serious, Robin. (laughs) That means you just watched one of my favorite Star Wars things ever, Twilight of the Apprentice. Uh, I'm not sure there is much better Star Wars content than that. Yeah, yeah, that's season two finale is definitely worth uh, a watch from like any Star Wars fan, probably. So good. So, so good. How'd you like the Antilles extraction? They introduce uh, Wedge and Hobby, and then they had a third guy, and the third guy was like, who the hell is that? And of course, he blows up by the end of the episode. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Can't remember his name, but I'm loving it. I'm going to keep watching it, and then we can talk about Rebels on a future episode of Krypton to Alderaan, I assume. Committed. Committed. Great. Robin, what's going on with you? Uh, I feel like I've been consuming a lot of spooky content and forcing lots of spooky content upon Royce. But we did watch the... uh, what did they call it? Whatever the Star Wars Lego one is. Oh, yeah. Oh, Terrifying Tales or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Did we you watched, enjoy that? I did, yeah. We watched that, what, like two days ago? That was pretty good. I really, really enjoyed it. I just thought it was super fun. What was your favorite what-if story from that? There are three different ones, right? There was the Monkey's Paw one, which was the last one. Darth Maul, the Saber of whatever one that had Darth Maul and Grievous. And what was the third 
Uh, it was uh, Kylo. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Kylo, right? Kylo. Kylo. Yeah. Wasn't there a part with Luke, though? That was the Wookiee paw. Oh. I like the Darth Maul one. That was probably me my too. favorite. Me too. Huh. <laughs> me too, me too, me too. That's just so many legs. That's what the <laughs> Emperor said. I'm surprised you're going to say that because I feel like you're, you are, are not maybe a Maul fan. I just, I probably enjoyed it because they made him look a little goofy and stupid and he was just constantly falling over and didn't know how to operate his big giant mechanical spider legs. So that's yeah. probably why I liked it. I like the Luke one with the monkey paw because it was like a what if. I would wager that you also like the monkey paw treehouse of horror. That it's a theme. <laughs> yes. We've also been watching those as well. Yeah. I think we're going to get into that a little bit. Spoiler alert. Stay tuned. Lorelai, what, 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 what you been into? Well, we watched one spooky thing and I almost couldn't handle it. Yeah. True. <laughs> I just don't like being that scared. Life is hard enough, you know? <laughs> like, I'm stressed. The adrenaline is high, like, most of the time. So, like, why would I subject myself to that in my off time? But we have been watching Only Murders in the Building on Hulu, and I am obsessed. It's so funny. It's so funny, and it makes me so nostalgic for New York. I highly recommend it. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, I want to watch that. Okay. It's so funny. It's Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And the premise is like, they're all the fans of the same true crime podcast. And then a murder happens in their building on the Upper West Side in New York City. And -hmm. they're like, they start their own podcast to solve it. And it's so funny. Oh, my God. It's really funny. Yeah. And Martin Short is as funny as ever. And Lorelai and I looked up how much rooms in that building actually go for in real life and it's a lot like 1.4 million at least that That was like the cheapest one (laughs) was like two million dollars for like one uh, for a small apartment but then the monthly fees are still like two thousand dollars a month it's like what's even the point yeah anyway wow it's very fancy really good show really funny and just so many funny moments and lots of like intergenerational humor obviously you should watch it it's not very scary. <laughs> and lots of good beginner podcaster stuff, I'd say. Like, definitely relatable in that sense. And they shout out Suni Onianta. They oh, did. is that where that clip was from? Yeah. yeah. Funny. <laughs> Plus Tina, Tina Fey. Fey shouts, Why yep. does she have... Because there not there an Oniana joke in 30 Rock as well? Maybe. Probably. I can't remember off the top I of my I think it's head. The, a scene with uh, Job where they're like, what is he going to do with his degree from Suni Onianta? Oh, so they like making fun of it. <laughs> she must have dated someone that went there or something. Yeah, she she must have some bad memories from Oneonta. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Don't we all? Well, I have, I have only good memories, and then the memories that I don't have, which I assume We're are the bad good. ones. <laughs> yeah, great. What the hell have I been into? What have you been into, Joey? Does anybody know what hasn't he been into? Yeah, usually I have more than one thing. I've been rewatching The Bad Batch, and it's really, really good. It might be my favorite Star Wars thing ever. It's just so good. And watching the animation, I mean, it's just beautiful in storytelling and animation. And I guess that's what I've been into. Hooray! Does any? I've also been into these things that I've gotten. My new stuffed Galaxy's <laughs> Edge Lothcat and my new stuffed Galaxy's Edge Bantha. 
Nice. For, for all of the things that went wrong setting up this podcast, you were set to go showing off those stuffed animals. <laughs> they live here on my desk now, but they make noise if you squeeze them. Anyway, that's into my mic and not into the mic you guys are listening from. So trust me, it made noise. I'll enjoy it later. <laughs> and the loaf cat purrs. Yeah, they're great. So this week, special, spooktacular episode of Krypton to Alderaan. Let's talk all things spooky, or I guess in Lorelai's case, maybe not too spooky. Please. Sorry, Lorelai. Not too spooky. So... Actually, I guess that's a great first question. Who of the four of us likes horror movies? And to what extent? Horror to what extent? Not like what extent do you like them? But like how far does the horror go before you don't like it? Mm. Robin, I'm going to ask you because I think you and I enjoy spooky stuff the most. I like spooky stuff. I like things that are a little creepy, but I don't think I would say I like horror movies, anything that has like, you know, the crazy murderer coming after you or anybody getting murdered and chopped into pieces feels a little bit too real for my adrenaline. Yeah. As with every other episode of this podcast, no one is going to be on my side. But you know what? (laughs) Joey, I really think that is all in your head. You're making most of that up. (laughs) We'll see after we go around the room. Royce. Horror or norror? <laughs> I wouldn't say that I like horror. Like, if I'm going to go to the movie store and rent something, I'm not going to lean towards it. But <laughs> as one You're does in go 2021. To the movie store? <laughs> <laughs> when I go to my local blockbuster. Yeah. I feel like if anyone's listening to this podcast, they're going to relate to that sentiment. Do we have to make me feel like I'm an ancient dinosaur here? We've all done this. In 1996, this one's for you. (laughs) If you're scrolling through Netflix, you don't stop on the horror banner. Yeah. If anyone's listening and they're like, what the fuck is a movie store? Let us know. Krypton Alderaan at (laughs) Gmail. I just did a quick Google search. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's not my go-to. I'm going to go to something else before that. But I feel like I had a lot of exposure to horror movies through a roommate that Joey and I had in college. So Mm, my appreciation (laughs) for the genre definitely grew. Like, I remember watching, like, Evil Dead being like, I kind of like this. It's, like, spooky adjacent, where it's not, like, total horror. I don't want it to be over-the-top gore. And like you said, something that you're like, this is too real and it's scary has to be maybe a little on like the sci-fi side for me almost. Not just like this is an evil guy that's like deranged or gal. That is not up my alley. <laughs> but I think where where I can really appreciate horror is more when it plays into that sci-fi stuff like World War Z or like other things with zombies and like apocalypses, 28 Days Later style horror where it's not straight up like Halloween, but it's a little bit like, ooh. This is like a spooky scenario. Just doesn't happen to be October necessarily. Lorelai, what what do you like and why? (laughs) (laughs) What do you lean towards in the movie store? Well, I don't really like horror movies. As I said before, why would I do that to myself? My life is stressful enough already. But I did go through a phase with some childhood friends of mine. Shout out to the DeCossons, our neighbors, where their mom took our like classic horror movie education very seriously so we spent a lot of 
nights at their house scaring the shit out of ourselves watching like Hitchcock and like all the like classic scary movies. Mm. So I've seen a lot of those and I do appreciate them. And they're like from a modern perspective. They're not like that scary, really. So I like those ones. I don't really like a lot of the newer ones. I don't like jump scares. I just don't like it. Even when you know it's coming, I just don't like it. That's how I feel. And I don't apologize. I used to make myself watch them because I thought I had to. And you know what? I'm an adult and I don't need to do things I don't want to do anymore. (laughs) So there you go. I appreciate your like history outlook on it that you're like, there are some classic ones worth seeing. Like uh, last year, Robin and I watched The Shining where you're like, yeah, yeah, you got to. And everything else is going to reference it or whatever. Yeah. But I'm with you with like the modern stuff where like it's meant to spook the crap out of you on like a production level. Yeah. Boom, we jumped out and there was like a blah. Yeah. The story themselves are really not that scary in most cases, but somehow they make the movies very scary. And they know how to, like, play with all of your emotions. And I don't like it. That's how I feel. Sorry, Joey. So now that we've gone around the room, what do you think of my earlier point? That no one is on my side. Okay, in this particular case, no one is on your side. (laughs) I love horror. I love horror movies. Royce, similar sentiment where I don't love gore. Like, I don't like gore, but I love... Being, I love the feeling that horror movies give me, I guess. I don't know if that's like a sadistic point of view or whatever. But. You want to feel something when you're watching a movie, even if it is like a rom-com, like you want to feel the warm yeah. fuzzies, you know? Mm-hmm. It's why I really like, and I this might be a controversial opinion in the horror community. <clears throat> uh, it's <laughs> why which I, you're very... You're very integrated into the horror community. From my perspective here, sitting with the three of you, there's not many people who like horror movies. <laughs> it's why I really like the Paranormal Activity movies. Like, most God, of them. no. Sorry. Keep Sorry. <laughs> I was making the noise that Robin was making with her face. <laughs> I think that I like most of them, but what I really like about them is the suspense in every one of them, the people are like affluent enough to have home security systems and, and home video cameras or whatever. I don't know what that speaks to. I just know that like we don't have it, so it must be next level stuff. Anyway, <laughs> the suspense of seeing like the security camera footage and like nothing ever happens in the paranormal activity movies. Like one thing happens every hour and they're only like an hour and a half to two hours long. But the suspense that it projects of just like the panning cameras and the silence and all of that stuff is very appealing to me and just makes me feel alive. You know what I mean? I also really like The Shining, but not the one you're thinking of. I think in the late 90s or maybe somewhere in the 2000s, there was a miniseries of The Shining that focuses a lot more... On the book, which is one of my favorite books, I read it at least once a year. And so there's a miniseries based off of that, which I think is very good and I really enjoy it. And I have it on DVD and I'm going to watch it this year with or without anybody else. We're going to watch it. In terms of modern horror, I've really enjoyed the Paranormal Activity movies, most of them. And honestly, the one I think about most often is The Babadook. That movie scared the pants off of me. Like, the first time I saw it, I I watched it alone, and then I had to, like, go to bed alone. At that moment in my life, 
I was to the point where it scared me so much that I was lying in bed afraid and eventually just gave up, like gave up on life. Like I was like, you know what? If a monster gets me, it gets me. I've, it's it. I've, I've done some pretty fun stuff in my life and this is fine if something comes and eats me or whatever. <laughs> so that movie scared me into giving up and watch it. I don't know. It's scary and fun and it's Australian. And that's that. I won't be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be scared into giving up more than like everyday life, especially in the age of COVID already does. Nah. So what do we have as our go-to Halloween content? What's a movie or TV that we want to consume in this time of year? What do you got, Robin? I think we're going to agree. My first immediate go-to is always Hocus Pocus, which thankfully is on TV about 8 million bajillion times around this time of year. We disagree. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> but it's always, it's Hocus Pocus, Beetlejuice, Adam's Family, Treehouse of Horror. Am I forgetting anything? You're forgetting Nightmare Before Christmas. I am forgetting Nightmare Before Christmas. I see. I think I've seen that two or three times so far in October. See, I would watch that stuff, Joey. Absolutely love that movie. I love it. Well, those are all like family friendly pieces. They're not horror, yeah. obviously. Also known as Lorelei friendly. Yeah, they are what I would call spooky but not scary. They are seasonal, fun Halloweenish movies. Like I don't think Adam's Family is necessarily a, a Halloween movie, but it's weird and strange, so it spooky. becomes a Halloween movie by default. Both of them, and I also really like the Munsters. I wonder if the Munsters did Halloween specials. You know what I mean? Like, were there special episodes dedicated to that, like, Halloween and the season when it aired? I can think of one. I don't know if it was specifically, like, a special. I remember Lillian dressing up as, like, Little Bo Peep. They dressed as, like, weird, what they thought were weird, just kind of, like, normal, pretty characters. And they mm. thought they were extra spooky. And I don't remember anything else except for that. <laughs> but they definitely did at least one episode where it was Halloween and they all dressed up. Royce, from your perspective, I assume that you didn't have like this in-depth thematic viewing set to seasons until Robin. You mentioned our roommate, Nick Curdo. He loved the Halloween series. And he introduced me, well, he introduced me to having a real appreciation for that series in general. But Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which has nothing to do with Michael Myers and is just like an anthology film, is incredible. So anyway, that's a weird digression, but I love those movies. But I, I'm wondering if you had stuff that you watched in this season as a kid growing up, that kind of thing. I don't think movie-wise, Halloween was not nearly as festive as it is with Robin in my life. I, I've seen <laughs> Hocus Pocus three times this year. I've, I've seen it 10. <laughs> <laughs> which is so more in my entire life before I met you, which yeah. was zero. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. Wow. The only Halloween movie or TV traditions would have been any kind of Simpsons Treehouse of Horror or the Peanuts. Oh, yeah. Great Pumpkin. Yeah. Charlie and the Pumpkin Patch. The Great Pumpkin. It's that the Great, great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. What am I confusing it with? Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate, and the chocolate Factory. factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Charlie and the Pumpkin Patch. So if that was on, then we would watch that. And that's that would literally be like the only tradition other than trick-or-treating. But 
No, I don't think I have any Halloween movies on my list before Nick Curto or Robin. What so about? Thanks. thanks, guys, if you're listening. Hey, why don't you check out Auto Up With Dead People? It's a really no. fantastic indie no. horror film. <laughs> Please don't. That was something I was going to say about Nick. Like, he loved gore and really, really gore. Really, really gore. Uh, Really stuff that was hard to watch. And that's one of them. <laughs> Whatever you just said. What about Treehouse of Horror, Royce? Was that a... That had to have been a thing because you were watching The Simpsons. I'm sure you were like, like every week or whenever they came out, you watched them. And yeah, that's definitely a highlight. This time of year was always Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, but a lot of times the Treehouse of Horror would come out like in November. It would never mm. be like right on Halloween or like right before Halloween. It was always a little bit after. Maybe not always, but I always thought that was funny. It was not really like on October 31st, but honor around, I guess. Also, for the first, I would say, would we figure out at least five or six seasons, it was not called Treehouse of Horror. It was called The Simpsons Halloween Special. Nice. And, and then they would, I think the first one was just Halloween Special, and then it was like, The Simpsons Halloween Special 2, like in Roman numerals. So at some point, they figured out to call it Treehouse <clears throat> of Horror, but not yeah. for yeah. the first handful of seasons. I love the first couple of them, and then nowadays, like... There was a point where they stopped being like spooky episodes and they were just kind of like goofy parody episodes. So it's not quite the same anymore. But yeah, those first couple seasons are classic for me, for sure. I remember the episode where it's like a Nightmare on Elm Street episode with where Willie is the... Yeah, it's a good one. He's in the dreams. Like Freddy Krueger type bad guy. And that being really... Like they... I remember him being on fire at one point or them setting him on, like maybe he, well, they burned he dies. down the school or something. Yeah, he's like in yeah. the boiler room or whatever. Lousy smarch weather. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, but I remember that one being pretty scary and maybe a little traumatic because I probably haven't watched it in 20 years, but I still remember it. Yeah, that's the thing about the first couple seasons of Treehouse of Horror is they were actually like pretty scary from... From a certain point of view. Yeah, like that one. We, was that the first one the other day where the house is alive? Yeah, the house is like, like bleeding. Breathing, bleeding and breathing and talking. And, Get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a children's cartoon? I also remember one vividly. I think it's a treehouse of horror. They started doing them like multiple episodes in one episode, right? It was like... There's three stories in ideas. one, yeah. But the one where they find the 3D world... Mm. behind the bookcase or something in their house and then home, it's like a weird 3D computer world and then Homer goes out into the like our world. I remember really, really enjoying that one, the idea of that. Lorelai, did you have any traditions, any content, any besides the Decaussons making you watch Alfred Hitchcock? <laughs> um, I think we watched Nightmare Before Christmas, usually sometime between Halloween and Christmas, I would guess. I've seen that many times, hmm. but we didn't really have traditions around Halloween. I don't think Robin is the most, the biggest enthusiast of Halloween that I've ever met in my life. So <laughs> I do have like new aspirations to be very into spooky season, <laughs> but yeah, it was not something we ever really did. One thing that I was going to bring up was the Scream movies mm. because I have seen, I think all of those but again, not really of my own volition. But it mostly happened because whenever, whichever one came out when we were in college, it was like, I don't know, Scream 75. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I don't know. Scream 4, Scream 5, or Scream 3. It was, you know, it was one of the 
sequels. My friend Teresa and I were standing in line at the dining hall and there was like this woman that we went to college with ahead of us in line. She's like, oh, what are you two doing this weekend? And we're like, oh, well, we don't really have any plans. She's like, oh, I'm going to go see Scream 4 on Saturday. Do you want to come? And Teresa was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, no, I don't want to go to this movie. And she volunteered us and we ended up going. And then we watched all of them. I actually kind of like them because they're like scary, but they're not like that. They're like comedy. You can laugh them horror. off. Right, you can laugh off because like the stuff that happens is so ridiculous that you're not really that scared of it. Even though like I find a lot of the paranormal stuff is like also obviously very ridiculous and isn't real, but is somehow much much more realistic. So that's a a horror film that, that I have some connection to. I also really like the Scream films. There's a new one coming out uh, soon, but something that. I think is really interesting that gets a lot of people is the meta-ness of, I don't really remember the first one being this way. Maybe it is. But anyway, the meta-ness of them where they start talking about the sequels in terms of the sequels of a horror movie and how the tropes of horror movies are getting acted out in the sequels. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I don't know, I think there's something there that connects people to it in a very fascinating way. So they're a lot of fun. What was I going to say next? How your favorite horror movie is Human Centipede. (laughs) (laughs) No, never watched it. Never will. I don't know. We never watched horror movies as kids. I remember being very excited. We had, when I was a teenager, we moved to a new place and got direct TV. And they had like horror networks, like Chiller and maybe some others. But it was just nonstop horror content that I loved, like old TV shows and Friday the 13th, the TV show and stuff like that. Just really weird, some really weird stuff. But I don't know. We never watched it as a family. It was never something that anyone introduced me to. I will say what must have been a very young age, I watched the movie Critters. And that was when I started having nightmares. (laughs) But that was my first introduction to horror, and I just haven't stopped. I love watching this version of The Shining come Halloween time. I love really the weird stuff like Hellraiser and Puppet Master and Pumpkinhead's a really weird one. I like the first Jeepers Creepers. There's a lot of stuff that I go back to. A lot of the classics like the classic Halloweens and maybe not so much the Alfred Hitchcock stuff anymore, but... I love it all, and I try to watch as much as I can this time of the year, but it's hard because, as we've discussed on this podcast before, it's hard to watch something without your partner, you know? But I love it. What did we watch? What was it called the other day that was recommended by Chase and Beza from the Fear Queers podcast, which is great, and they're talking about horror and Halloween stuff, and they're really great and really funny people, and you should go listen to them, but they recommended us some something for everyone horror movies and what did we end up watching Lorelai? scary stories to tell in the dark that's the one have, you, have either of you seen that nope it well was scary what is it even on anyway what did you think of that too scary Lorelai? there were parts of it like the there's like a series of murders not to give away anything but the first couple were a little bit more like jump scary than closer to the end And so I was like very scared at the beginning and did not like it. But it kind of plays on this. It came out a couple of years ago, right? It's pretty new. Sure. Do you remember? Um, I can say that. But it kind of plays on the same 
sort of nostalgia vibes that Stranger Things does. It has mm. sort of the oh. same feeling, you know, where it's like a group of kids or teenagers and this was in the 60s, supposedly. So they're like kind of playing up the nostalgia vibe, which is fun. Who doesn't love that? Yeah, I think the people who wrote Stranger Things were fans of this movie. It's it's not the same, but there's very similar vibes sometimes. I think Stranger Things predates this movie. Impossible. By several years. <laughs> Impossible. Similar <laughs> Vice feelings. Versa. I had another movie I wanted to talk about. Oh, The Babadook. Uh, yeah, I try to also watch The Babadook. I think it's just a great movie. And Oh, we watched. We also watched Train to Busan a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, which that I was think good. Is, Foreign horror, for me, is where it's at in modern times. But The Babadook is Australian. It's pretty scary. There's a lot of amazing practical and puppetry effects in it that are incredibly eerie. I think it's a very deep movie. There's lots of levels to it. And it's scary in the sense that there's this entity that's harassing this woman and her child. But I think it's also a story about this woman's grief and losing her husband and maybe blaming her son for the loss of her husband and all of that kind of stuff is very, I think, represented in this horror story. And I think it's a really great movie. So there's that. What else do I watch this time of year, Lorelai? I love The Shining. I love this version of The Shining. I try to read The Shining this time of year, and I absolutely read Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep, I think, is my favorite book of all time. I have read it multiple times a year since it came out in, I think, 2015. It's so good. It's the sequel to The Shining. I've seen the movie. I don't want to say anything bad, so I won't say anything at all. But I love the book. Do any of you have any spooky reads that you really enjoyed? Like, obviously, we all grew up with, like, goosebumps and stuff like that. What do you got? You got anything like that, Robin? Um... A year or two ago, I bought Pet Cemetery, and I think I got about one chapter in and gave up. And I also have, Steve, I think it's Stephen King. I think it's called Dreamcatcher. Yeah. And that was similar. I got one or two chapters in and gave up. I don't know if I'm just, I don't mesh with his style of writing or what it is, but I couldn't. I want to read them very badly, and I just, every time I try, I can't get into it. I will say, I think Dreamcatcher was the first Stephen King book I ever read. And I absolutely loved it. The ending's a bit weird, spoiler alert. But the rest of the book I really enjoyed and connected with. I've heard similar things from people who have tried to read Stephen King. And I think a big part of it, some people have told me, is they can't get beyond his... He's very descriptive. He focuses on a particular thing. And for me, I love that. Because in The Shining, in the book, there's like moments where... I don't know, he's describing the wallpaper and it just lulls you into this false sense of security as you're distracted by the wallpaper. A ghost man in a wolf's mask is coming at you. And I love being scared. And so that shit sucks me in when he's doing that and he's describing something like that in such detail. So I think that's what some people can't get past. And I completely understand it because it can get like a bit dry or boring. Like, okay, we've had enough. There's 50 strings on this dream catcher. We get it or whatever. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think I've ever read Pet Cemetery. I, I love Stephen King though. Did you read Goosebumps as a kid, Robin? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have at least 20 Goosebumps books in a box in our basement at the moment. Did you watch the Goosebumps movies that have come out in recent years? 
No. I remember watching, they had, I don't know if it was a TV series or just a special in, in oh, the 90s. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember. That was a show. That was a TV show. I loved that show. I definitely, I would guess I still have the VHS tape that my grandparents got me that has like two or three episodes yeah. on it. And I remember thinking the TV show was terrifying. Ah, oh, I loved it. Really weird, like very 90s Angel Fire website kind <laughs> of intro. Yeah. Loved it. But the theme song was awesome. Yeah. Royce, did you, do you have anything like that? In book form? <laughs> sure. Oh, Royce didn't read books until a few years ago. Uh, I rarely read. And when I do, it's never fiction. So <laughs> I can't, can't apply to the book. I probably did have some Goosebumps books though. Any scary business, small business owner <laughs> books that you read? <laughs> All of them, I'm sure. Buyer beware. <laughs> um, Lorelai, do you have, do you have any books? Did you read Goosebumps? I didn't read Goosebumps. I read Nancy Drew, which occasionally had a very spooky one. Sometimes there were ghosts. I've read... <laughs> Joey's crying for all you listeners out there. I haven't read The Shining, but I have read a collection of Stephen King short stories called <laughs> Different Seasons, which are not as scary as much as they are creepy, I would say. So if you're looking for a less scary intro to Stephen King, I recommend that. I know that they did this, that specifically Joey on Friends did this also. But when I read The Shining, the first time I read The Shining as a teenager, I hid that book at night. I hid it in my closet so that if something came out of my closet, I would hear the door opening. Again, I guess I just wanted to know if it was all going to end, but literally that book was so scary to me the first time I read it that I hid it away in the night. Did I read any books besides that? Besides the ones you've... I've listed. I read a lot of Goosebumps as a kid. The Shining is the scariest thing. Reading The Shining is the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. And I think that's it. I read a lot of Stephen King. I don't know how to transition into this. Let's talk about costumes. Let's talk about a favorite costume we ever had or uh, ones we'd like to do, maybe. Now that we're in like, I don't know, we're in this nerdy pop culture weird and cosplay is a huge thing. So I feel like we're we're in the costume universe. So Robin, do you have a favorite costume? Robin, do you still do costumes on Halloween? Not you personally. We're going to get into our pets and torturing <laughs> our pets with costumes and stuff. But do you still do that? And or what was your favorite that you've ever done? I don't do a full on costume unless we have a party or something. Concert was, I think, the last time we dressed up. But I do have skeleton leggings and a skeleton sweatshirt and various spooky attire that technically is not a costume that I will wear. I don't know. I have a bunch that I loved as a kid. I think my favorite would probably be, I would guess it was the year Scream came out and me and my brother got, I don't think they were technically the Scream masks because I didn't like that, but my mom took us to the local store and we got some type of fun Scream-like mask. And then I think she, I don't know how she made it. I don't know if it was another costume we had, like a robe or what, but she, my mom used to make a lot of our costume pieces and she made us matching like robes for I think he had like a black one and then I had a white one but typically most of the costumes we had there would be like one piece that was bought at the store whether it was like makeup or hair color or mask or whatever and then she would make the rest of the costume so I feel like I always had pretty dope costumes because my mom's a pretty handy crafty person she used to like sew her own clothes in the 
70s and 80s, so I feel like her handy nature lended hand to a lot of really dope costumes as a kid. That's really, really cool. Yeah. That's really, really, really cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I asked you. That's how cool that is. <laughs> Royce? It's interesting you brought up cosplay because I feel like I have made like a internet friends with a few cosplayers through my Star Wars YouTube songs. Oh, and, yeah. The person who made your podcast artwork. Big cosplayer. Yeah. And there's lots of other cosplayers that just use my songs on like TikTok, which is really cool. And I feel like it's only a matter of time before we're like, yeah, check it out. I got a whole stormtrooper armor set or whatever. And I, I follow some of those people and they like make their own cosplays. And it seems like a lot of work. But it's pretty cool when you're like, now I'm the Mandalorian. Now it is you who are <laughs> the Mandalorian. the Mandalorian now? <laughs> Look at me. me. Look at me. I'm the Mandalorian. Of course I know him. He's it's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe that's in our future. Because it seems like people have a lot of fun with that. Like you said, you're like adults are dressing up at these like Comic Cons and whatnot. And cutting loose. And I would. who doesn't want Stormtrooper armor? Like The helmets are so cool in Star Wars. Man, I would rock that Scout Trooper helmet. I think I've seen one picture of you on Halloween as a kid, and I think your parents had it on the fridge at their old house. Were you yes. Obi-Wan? So I will I will share this story as a Krypton to Alderaan exclusive. So <laughs> Breaking news. This is pro- probably the last time that I dressed up on Halloween. So what? You looked like you were like six. No, no. Nah, that would have been like prequel era. I would have been like 10 or 11. Yeah, and I was Obi-Wan, and same story as you. Uh, my mother sewed together the Jedi robe and it was pretty sweet, like custom fit Jedi robe. I don't know where the heck it is now. It probably still fit and custom lightsaber made out of a mag light in some blue colored film and a, uh, like golf sleeve tube. You'd like put your golf club in my (laughs) my dad made like a homemade DIY lightsaber. But yeah, there's a photo of me doing like my little like Jedi pose. Yeah, you're really into it. It's pretty adorable. And uh, there's a caption under it that's like, glad to meet you there, Kenobi. I kept telling people that I was Obi-Wan Kenobi because I was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Was that really the last time you dressed up? You were like 11? Probably because we didn't have neighbors in my hometown. So we would go visit Mm -hmm. my Uncle Jimmy and go trick-or-treating in his hometown or where they lived. And I was the youngest of the brothers and our cousins there. So once they stopped trick-or-treating, I stopped trick-or-treating, which would have been, that would have been it, 10 or 11. That's funny. The last time I went was my senior year of high school. I was 17, and it was me and Carrie and our friend Matt and this kid Sam, and we were one year older than them or two years, one and two years older than them. They were different ages. I think because Matt was like 6'2", and he was like 16, we went up to a few doors, and there were actually like a handful of people who were like, aren't you guys a little too old to be (laughs) trick-or-treating? And I was like, aren't you kind of an asshole? Give me candy. That's rude. Uh, (laughs) Let's give me candy. Hey, trick or treat, pal. This is my last year to go trick-or-treating. Don't hassle me. I just tricks. Yeah. (laughs) What were you dressed up as? We had nicknames for each other, me and my best friend, Carrie. And she was monkey and I was bean. So we did super monkers and super beaners and we made our own costumes with like striped tights and capes and we made t-shirts and did her hair. It was definitely obscure, but it was fun. And I definitely have pictures. <laughs> Royce, I think you should leave that pause in. <laughs> Noted. Royce, something interesting that you said about cosplay. For those of you who don't know, I 
co-run a group of people called the New Podcasters Association. We help new podcasters get up and running. If if you want to be a podcaster, reach out, kryptonaldron at gmail.com and we'll talk and you could be part of the group. But one of the members of the group has a full, we just had a meeting last week and he was talking about his full Master Chief outfit. And he shared a picture on the Facebook group and it is legit. Like it is the real deal. And he said the only way his wife would let him get it is if he promised he would wear it every Halloween from now until the end. (laughs) And so I said, yeah, if I could get phase two clone trooper armor, the full, all of it, I would wear it every day. Like who's going anywhere these days anyway? I'd sit down to my computer in my clone trooper outfit (laughs) and I'd just exist. And so I love that. I've been trying to get Lorelai's brother for the past couple of years to 3D print me a wearable phase two clone trooper helmet. And then you get to design it. Like all the clones started putting their own designs on their armor and stuff. And I just love that. And I would love clone trooper armor. Lorelai, mm-hmm. what do you got as far as costumes and whatever else I asked? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I don't. Which phase of clone trooper would you be? Oh. <laughs> God, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm trying to remember like what we dressed up as as kids. And I just like don't remember everything we wore had to fit snow pants under it because it was <laughs> often very, very cold in Minnesota on Halloween. So we had lots of like big you like had to be able to fit like lots of layers under your costume. So or you just like would wear a costume and like also have a ski jacket over it. So it kind of defeats the purpose of wearing a costume. But I do remember have really loving Halloween in college because there were always like at least five parties, you know, like massive parties. And so my friends and I would have like a different group outfit for each party every year, which was always just so fun. One year we went as the cast of Psych which was super fun. Joey's seen pictures of that. Mm-hmm. I um, also, we also love Psych in yeah. this household. Yep. Regardless of, I guess. There's good Halloween spooky There's really episodes. great we some special. Of those. They we have, can, we're both on the same page when it comes to the Psych Halloween episodes, Joey. Yes, they're very good. Eventually, Psych got past the maybe problematic language of yeah. the first little bit. But yes, love Psych. What did I dress up as? Hmm. I don't have any memory of it either, but I also don't... There's a picture of me at a very young age. At my elementary school, we did like a Halloween parade. Did did any of the rest of you do that? Where we marched around the parking lot? And so there's a picture of me dressed up as Batman. And it must have been in the era of the, you know, the Batman sequels, Batman 89 sequels. I I was the right age for that, so... It's that costume, and there's a picture of me in it, and I don't remember anything about it, but because there's a picture of it. Did people trick-or-treat in your neighborhood? It's not really a neighborhood. There's one little... There's an area... There's, there is a neighborhood area about five minutes from where I lived. You know, that's where we would go to trick-or-treat. There were great Halloween decorations. Christmas time, there were great Christmas decorations. That's, that doesn't exist. None of that exists anymore. So, mm. But that's where we would go. It was a very limited amount, I would say. But yeah, dressed up as Batman, and and I guess that's why I'm here doing this today. Here we are. I would love to dress up again. I think for us, I'm speaking for the group here. Doesn't it seem like you dress up for Halloween and then you reach a certain age? Like Robin was like, I was 17, and this is probably the last time I'm dressing up. I'm going trick-or-treating. 
whether it's because you feel like you're outgrowing it or because you're like going away to college, whatever is happening in your life. And then we go down, we don't trick or treat, we don't dress up anymore. But then we like reach, I feel like I've reached a certain age where I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to dress up again. You know what I mean? Don't you want to start like dressing up and having fun? Joey, if you need an excuse to start building some clone trooper armor, stop eating around <laughs> the bush and you and I can start a, whatever they, uh, don't they have a name for them when you start a troop? We can start a virtual Star mm. Wars troop. This is what I love about Royce. I would call it love at first sight. <laughs> you just get me. You know what I mean? You get me. We could uh, probably make armor out of like Mod Podge or something. It'd be pretty easy to do. Sure. Mod Podge, Hodgepodge, whatever you got are, laying around. I think there are some standards you have to meet if you want to be like an official troop, though. There's mm. this is there's more paperwork we got to go like through. It's like the Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh bureaucracy this is why the empire won you know you couldn't just be a clone trooper you had to file paperwork or whatever well i love dressing up i never really i think i've there's only been like the last couple few years where i haven't dressed up for halloween because i've always had like stuff to do and now there's nothing to do because everyone is afraid of each other but (laughs) (laughs) horror is real (laughs) i mean it is kind of real we live in a post-apocalyptic society now so I'd be down to dress up. I don't really want to be a clone trooper, though. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'll bounty be hunter? that nerdy Jedi. Be bounty who reads his book, books oh, you want to be the nerdy Jedi? Okay, yes, we can. You can do a gender swapped wreath, Silas. I'll show you some pictures. That's cool. Okay, what about our pets? Do we tor- do we all torture our pets, or is it just Lorelai and I with costumes? You dress Linus and Zoe up? Oh, no, so no, fun. but they Come do on. get seasonal houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they don't get dressed up. I don't dare dress them up. I don't think it would go well. But what's the worst thing that could happen? They would get very upset. You could, you could dress <laughs> well, up Linus as a softball. <laughs> oh, you'd be so Because of the size of his head. <laughs> Just pull a little, little stitching on him. I'm sorry, so Robin. Cute. I was, Rude. I'm sorry. I love your cats. Uh, I, I don't think they would take well to it at all, but Target does make these really great seasonal houses, and it seems like lots of people love them, and they make more elaborate ones every year, so they usually get one for Halloween and one for Christmas, and they make ones for, like, Easter and Summer and Memorial Day and all sorts of crazy ones now, but they usually get... Halloween and Christmas and Memorial then Day. Ha- Halloween toys. <laughs> they did like a, a like Fourth of July beach house this year. <laughs> oh my goodness. They did not get the Fourth of July beach house. Oh. Well, that's rude. Yeah, but Santa's workshop stays up all summer long. So I think that they're doing just fine. Yeah, all you right? need you need the whole village though. And if he's not feeling Santa's workshop, he needs Why to be able to Why don't they just the make these house. things reversible? Because then you won't buy two of them. I did just get Hurley a pair of bat wings for $5 on Amazon. And she's so cute. Uh, and the dog thinks she's a toy now. You put the bat wings on and Tui like follows her around. She's like, this is the best toy I've ever had. That's adorable. It's so cute. She looks like Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Nice. She does. Real quick. Real quick. Let's go through our holiday candy ranking. Robin, what are your favorites and what? What are the ones that really just piss you off? My favorites are always like Halloween colored M&Ms, Reese's Pumpkins, really anything that is a normal everyday candy that they will turn seasonal with wrappers or shapes or colors or whatever. Those are always my favorite. 
The worst ones, though, to always find, like, in your trick-or-treat bag were, like, the old people candy. Like, you'd be like, yeah. what is Biddo honey or what are cowtails? <laughs> 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 I never minded getting, like, Smarties or Spree or any of those weird kind of, like, chalky oh, those ones. Are th- throw those right out. Necco wafers, I would eat. I would eat those even though I don't think I particularly liked them. But I always hated getting the obscure ones that you're like, does anyone born after 1950 eat Bitto honey? Throw in some shade at some old <laughs> Halloween lovers. Yep. <laughs> what about uh, Werther's? Oh, I like the those. Werther's? Sweet. <laughs> I, I would like, categorize those as old people candy, though. I don't think certainly. I, I don't think I ever got those in my trick-or-treat really? bag, though. My grandparents had a neighbor across the street growing up, and anytime. My grandpa was like really good friends with the the husband and every once in a while he'd go over to talk to him and he'd take me with him and he'd always be like, you want a Werther's? And I'd always be like, hell yeah, I want a Werther's. And he wasn't an old dude. He was, you know, my mom's age. But I was like, hell yeah, I want a Werther's. Yeah. So while I was still trick or treating uh, at my uncle Jimmy's, like if we all went out, my brothers and cousins, we would come back and start inventorying our piles and then we'd trade whatever you didn't mm-hmm. like with everybody else. Like, I'm sure lots of families do this. It makes a lot of sense to be like, you know what? I don't like these. Can I have those? And my favorites were always like Milky Way because there's like nothing in there. Or like, I, I also grew, what's the one with the, uh, no, not Milky Three Way. Three Musketeers? Okay, I, wait, I got I to gotta take this back. Three Musketeers is the one I'm thinking of because there's, yeah. There's nothing in those, right? It's like you open it's it up. There's funny. no peanuts or whatever. It's what? just like no. weird chocolatey reason stuff. to like something. Because we have a bowl of candy that we filled up two days ago only right behind us. And there's only three musketeers left in there. Oh, those yeah. are so good. Send them our way. I mean, I like them. There, it's something about these three musketeers that they taste funny. You know why I... Wyoming I'm, three musketeers. You know why I'm not the biggest fan? Because there's nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I always like the, nougat. the the bars in general. So like a Snickers, a Milky Way, or Three Musketeers, or there's a there's lots of others. Those are always my favorite medium of candy. And then I love M and M's, of course. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man, dude. Like now, I don't want candy. Like I don't need to be eating that. I gotta be careful of what I'm ingesting so I feel <laughs> good. It is so crazy to think that there's a holiday where kids just like overdose on candy. It's insane mm-hmm. that that's an ability that you have do as you, a child. Do you want to tell was like a encouraged? Do you want to right. tell the podcast how many M and M's you ate before the podcast? Okay, I, I, <laughs> all right. Scratch what I said about Milky Way or Payday bars or whatever the fuck I said. M and M's are where it's at. I bought more today. They are Halloween ones, and I filled a candy jar in my and grandma's style. They were my grandma's candy jars filled with plain and peanut M&Ms, and I think the peanut M&Ms are half gone now. If you don't like M&Ms, you don't have a soul. <laughs> <laughs> Lorelai? Reese's are the best. That's just the way it is. And Whoppers are the worst, and that's also just the way it is. I have a question for the group, and Chase and Beza, I hope you're listening. This one's for you. How do we all feel about Butterfinger? So controversial. I feel very neutral. Yeah, (laughs) same. I don't have strong feelings either way, but I know it's a controversial candy. Interesting, interesting. Royce, as a fan of The Simpsons? Yeah, I do. I do. I got no strong (laughs) feelings one way or the other. Wow. Okay. So I like Butterfinger. You know what? My first point of the show, no one's ever on my side. So I really like that candy. I just really like candy. I really like everything. Three Musketeers. There's nothing in there. 
What don't I like, Lorelai? Candy I corn. I like it all. Listen, he doesn't it, like candy corn. Candy corn is not even considered part I love of candy anything. Corn. It's nothing. It's, solid it's like sugar. The, candy corn is to quote Gravity Falls, loser candy. Get out of my <laughs> Halloween bag. Yeah. <laughs> I love candy corn, but it's wow. fine. I'll buy it and then it's all for me. I love Gravity Falls. That's what I should have been into. The Could little it, candy corn pumpkins. Oh, so good. I can eat like one to two pieces of candy corn and like one candy corn pumpkin. And then I'm like, if I eat anymore, I will be terribly sick. <laughs> I did see a funny Twitter thread today about apparently there's a new candy corn that is Thanksgiving flavored. There's like eight different flavors. And the description that this woman did is hilarious. I saw it's that. so funny. I think we need to buy some just to confirm. It comes with like... Green beans and apple Green pie. Green beans. And she's like, it's <laughs> like all grass. It's all grass. That's all it tastes like. Gross. Cranberry stuffing. It's a surprise <laughs> question time. <laughs> <clears throat> what is your favorite thing to do this time of year? Whether it's Halloween related, whether it's fall related, whether it's watching a thing, putting up decor, whatever it is. What's our favorite things about fall? Robin? In general, I like decorating Kind, kind of similar to Christmas and having like the decorations and the lights and the the ambiance. But I think especially since we've moved in together every year, I've done at least one, if not multiple Halloween crafts. And I like doing the craft while like having a Halloween movie on and eating candy and feeling, I feel like that's the adult version of like feeling extra seasonal. I don't, I don't go trick-or-treating, but I do make crafts. <laughs> I don't go trick-or-treating, but I do make crafts. Do you still have that like Etsy store where you were making stuff, oh, the t-shirts and stuff? stuff? Please, I think you should make a shirt that says that for like <laughs> people in between like dressing up like I was saying. Like, I don't go trick-or-treating, but I do make crafts. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Royce, you got a favorite thing? I love hoodie season where you can just wear a hoodie all the time. I bought this house with a hoodie on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Matt and Kim. I love Matt and Kim. Go ahead. Uh, and then just like being in the upper Northeast and being able to, to experience the seasonal change is something I think is very beautiful in our particular area, especially. And yeah, like seeing the, the colors change on the trees, but I don't particularly like it getting dark mad early, but I really do enjoy the seasonal change of things. And fall, I would say, is probably my favorite season. So, Would you yeah. say that you like fall most of all? <laughs> would you yes. say that? Would you say that? I, I, would, I would say that. Say it. I like, I don't like fall most of all. I love fall most of all. And that's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We did it. Lorelai, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Just what's your favorite thing? Um, I love fall. Fall also, I mean, I love all the seasons. I can't really pick. Do we have fall here? Lorelei. We don't have fall We just here. had fall. It's For very short. But <laughs> part of the problem is that we were in New York. So we were in New York for like 10 days. And in that time, it went from like all the leaves are green to all the leaves had turned. All it was just like. Leaves are brown. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. So we kind of missed the beginning. But we got here for like peak leaves in our at our house, which was nice, but yeah, I mean the leaves are just so great. I love fall leaves. I love a leaf. I love to leaf peep. I'm a leaf peeper. <laughs> Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Let's make like a tree and leave. You sound like an idiot when you say it wrong. 
It's from Back to the Future. <laughs> anyway, I love leaves. You know, I like pumpkin spice. I like uh. apple picking. I like all those things. And you know what? I don't care if it makes me a basic bitch. Don't, I like these things. Don't apologize for who you are. I didn't. <laughs> Good. I, I Good. didn't. I, don't. I don't think you heard me say I'm sorry. I think she I said was I don't care. proud of her fall nature. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. More, more appropriately, don't judge us for our basic fall love. Yeah. yeah. Shots fired. Whatever. All the leaves are brown, the leaves are brown. Hey, Joey. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about fall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was distracted. I uh, grew up in the Northeast. I never gave a shit about leaves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's that possible? So I was always like, trees. oh, great. It's going to be cold. I got to go out into the barn. I grew up on a farm and it was fucking cold. And Joey does not like I, the cold. He doesn't deal well. I don't. My favorite thing about this time of year is watching horror movies. Honestly, I love watching horror movies. Uh, I love sitting in a warm, cozy place with some warm, cozy drinks and watching a warm, cozy horror movie. And that's what I love. It's not a thing. It's my thing. You didn't a apologize warm, for your thing. I'm a not warm, cozy horror movie? Yeah. Okay. You know, the horror movies that you watch and they make you feel really warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. yeah. No. Like you can't do a craft while you're watching a horror movie. You can do a really saying. scary craft. You're gonna spill your crafts everywhere. It would become a horror movie. Spill your crafts, my horror podcast. <laughs> hey, listeners, we would love to know what your favorite Halloween movies, Halloween traditions, Halloween costumes, Halloween candy, and <laughs> etc. are. Let us know. Krypton Alderon on Twitter, Krypton to Alderon on Instagram. Correct. And Facebook. Or you could pew 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 us an email, Krypton to Alderon at gmail.com. Or leave us a comment if you're watching on YouTube or a review if you're listening on any podcast apps. We would love to hear from you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. I've been Dracula. And we've been Krypton, Krypton 2. 2.